Good evening and welcome to Paranormal Roundtable, PRT for short. My name is Josh Turner, also known as Wolf. Most of my friends in my daily life call me Wolf, and you can call me Wolf too if you consider me a friend. And uh, I wanted to let everybody know we have a show, and uh, a link to that show's website. It's called PRTPodcast.com. That's PRTPodcast.com. You can hit me up. through my email, which is Josh Turner at PRTPodcast.com, Josh Turner at PRTPodcast.com. And if you want to send anything to the show, the address is 6001 West Palmer Lane. Let me make sure I got this correctly. 6001 West Palmer Lane, Suite 370, PMB 131, Austin, Texas, 78727. Palmer is spelled P-A-R-M-E-R. So that's 6001 West Palmer Lane, Suite 370, PMB 131, Austin, Texas, 78727. We've actually gotten a lot of interesting things that have come uh, to us. <laughs> Pretty cool stuff. So, And uh, I appreciate each and every one of you who've sent things. And um, as always, we do send things too. We have a giveaway for this show. It'll be like all the other shows. We put the uh, the link up. Uh, the official link to the to the giveaway. We'll put it on the Paranormal Roundtable page on Facebook. You'll go to Facebook, and there will be a link to this show. Leave your comment below. You know, yeah, I loved it, I hated it, whatever. And uh, and if you leave a comment, and you'll be entered to win uh, a, a prize for the week. And uh, we give away uh, all kinds of stuff: PRT swag. If you're from out of state, you will get some uh, pretty cool Texas souvenir merchandise, um, and you all always, as always, you'll get an autographed book. So the, this week will be no different. And also, don't forget about every month we have the Willie Williams Art Contest, and uh, so each month we have a different cryptid. As of the recording of this show, um, this is uh, being recorded at the end of June. So I can't tell you exactly what the cryptid is. So, um, but whatever it is, uh, make sure that you enter it in your submissions, and don't forget about that. That happens every month. Uh, our 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 uh, groups on on uh, Facebook are Paranormal Roundtable, which is the main group, and then we have Josh Turner the fan page, which was made by some fans, and then we have the Josh Wolf Turner, which is the official fan page. And then we have the official Paranormal Roundtable page. Then we have Paranormal Encounters, which is Tony's. And then we have Paranormal Lounge, which is Nelly's. Then we have Whisper to a Scream, which is Ryan's. Now we're all uh, one big family, PRT. And uh, we all work together. And we function as a unit. And that's how we do it. That's how we roll. So uh, that being said, what else do we have going on? Anything else? I think you just about covered everything. There's the website, the email, the Facebook groups, giveaway, the art contest. Let's see. Mailing, friend, mailing address. Mailing address. I already got that. Yeah. Uh, friend request. If you send me a friend request on Facebook, I will not approve approve it unless you uh, let me know that you are a listener of the show. And I, and if you don't, and, and if you don't tell me that, then I'm not going to approve your friend request. Simple as that. Had too many problems with trolls. I've had some things going on with different people, a few, well, a couple different people. So I just have to be real careful. Um, so there's that, and so I guess that's it. Without further ado, we can introduce our guest. Anthony, you want to introduce our guest? So tonight we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Shotzi. Would you like to introduce yourself, Shotzi? Uh, yes, I am Shotzi. I live in Utah. I am married and I have five kids. Two dogs and two cats, and love and life, and love to camp. <laughs> That's really it. And you, and you are so you claim that you love life. We'll get back to that later. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm sure you do. I'm just joking. I was like, yeah. Okay, so got to keep them honest. You never know. Yeah, you uh, claim yeah. that you love life, so you claim. But so, uh-huh. so here's the thing. You, you, you are a Ute, right? Yes, I am. I am a, I'm a Ute. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You. You. And so you're Native American. And do you live on the reservation, or are you not on? I lived on uh, the next town on the on the re- from the reservation okay. in Roosevelt. Yeah. Okay. In Roosevelt, Utah. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
All right. So that being said, you so you you we've been friends for a long time, and yes. you, you've actually we've talked for years. It seems like, and uh, so you have had some experiences, and so we talked, and I wanted you to be able to come on and tell the stories in your own words. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you where where do you want to start? Because like you had you have quite a bit of stuff to 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 so I just you know you want to start from your earliest experiences as a child or do you want to go forward into where do you want to begin? Oh, I I could just begin anywhere and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Fireworks. <laughs> Is that what's okay. going on? Yeah, fireworks. Oh, going that's why on. the dog is freaking out. That's why the dog's yeah. is barking. Yes. Lisa's least not a skinwalker or a dogman. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? <laughs> well, you know, oh, you know, no, he's yeah. probably shooting off fireworks. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you do you, have you you your earliest experiences that that you had were when you were how how old were you? Oh, okay, I was young, about um, twelve years old, and um, my my dad was working for some people, um, her, his sister, and, well, he called him her sister and stuff, but there was a incident that was happening up in this um, town up north from Roosevelt, and they were some happenings going on with Bigfoot. And so they decided, well, you know, we're going to go look for some cows and calves and whatnot. And they went out and they did, they did it by foot. They didn't do it by horse. They did it by foot to get the cows and stuff. Cause it was just a small pasture. So that when they went out, they saw one of the calves had been, um, uh, sliced open. It seemed like, but it was more like ripped open and there was entrails that was gone the liver all that stuff was gone inside the even the eyeballs were gone he said and they said that it was because of the bigfoot that was roaming around in that area and so anyways um they said they was roaming around that area it was getting into people trash it was messing with the dogs and they uh decided that they would just try and chase it out of there but I don't know what became of that after that and so I was like yeah 12 years old when that happened and um, later on as it went on into the 80s and stuff uh, I used to party like all the time (laughs) and I went to this it was before I even knew about Skinwalker Ranch being a hot bed you know a hot spot and there was a party there on this uh, homestead that was like west of the main homestead there. And we were partying there. You could see things running through the trees. Ooh. And um, yeah, it was running through the trees. My friend was asking me, what are those things running over that way? So we thought it was just somebody, you know, and uh, somebody was uh, looking at him and they they were saying that uh they saw some eye shine or you know did you see that and everything and I'm like no I didn't see anything you know but I just seen the shadows running through those trees because it was surrounded by trees and everything and it was like a really old homestead there and so that was one of the things that kind of like, uh, what's going on here? But, you know, on the res, it's the res, you know, it's, everything's going to happen on the res, you know. <laughs> and a lot of people had stated once, you know, there used to be like a little party place down there that people used to see things running around or ducking behind the sagebrush and all that stuff, you know. So that was kind of eerie to think about that really kind of stuck out in my mind I never really told anybody because people will say well you guys drunk and you know whatever you know but when you're sitting there and you see it you sober up you know when you see something like that it kind of frightens you Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that was one of the times that um I seen it was something really different you know to 
actually see things like that running through, you know, like shadows. You just like, a, it's just a mass, you know, running through there. And it was really crazy because some were small, like they were like crawling on the, you know, on their, say on force, you know, and some were just um, standing up, running around, which was so, so eerie to me. And um, yeah, me and my girlfriend seen that. That was pretty crazy. And some other few people seen them too, but they saw the eye shine. I never did. Yeah, so, so these, that was one of the things. <laughs> so these shadows, were y'all able to make out uh, the, the shapes of them? Like, the, do they have a humanoid shape or, a, or like a canine yeah. shape? Or, I mean, what? Yeah, it was a humanoid shape. Yeah. It was pretty tall, too. It was really crazy because, you know, you can distinguish between a man and a person, it, you know, the height and everything like that. And yeah, it was, there was like four of them that we saw. Yeah. And do you, and do you just, think that they were Sasquatch or, or, you know, I mean. Uh, they were, they were tall and skinny. They weren't big like a Sasquatch would be. No, they were tall and skinny and they were slim, you know, and they're, oh, geez, it's really crazy too, because they're, their arms were like really weird because they weren't like, they kind of look like they were like longer than it should be yeah it it was crazy it was crazy and I kind of like nervous when I talk about that because I never ever told my husband or anything I never really told anybody till now you know and so that's one of the things that happened down there and I was on the ranch and the guy that was a guard down there at the Skinwalker Ranch. He said, I, I uh, knew him and he was a really good person. And I introduced him to another person that's on TV too. And he, um, him and uh, the guy got really good acquaintances and we got really good acquaintances with the guy that was on the ranch. And he was telling me, you went and partied on this hot spot. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> he goes, that's when everything was running around happening, you know? And I was like, oh, wow. I did not know that, you know, because <laughs> I, I didn't know that it, they were having those issues back then in the eighties, you know? So, it was really, really, really crazy. And so with him, um, when he was a guard there, he said everything that was stated in his Skinwalker uh, book, The Hunt for the Skinwalker, was all true. And um, they had incidents there like, um, well, one lady that worked there said that when she put a coffee cup somewhere, it would be like in the bathroom or, you know, like on another counter or something like that, you know? And so that was the only thing that I got from them. And it was really peaceful down there and everything. And then, and then he had two dogs. There were two black dogs that were there. They were just so friendly and playful and used to get in the water and jump on us when they were all wet with paws and everything. And it was me and my daughter, we usually went down there and visited him. And every time he saw us, he'd always go and come to the gate and talk with us. And so, yeah, it was a pretty, he was a pretty cool person. And um, so, but uh, one of the people that went, we went on Skinwalker Ranch one time. It was me, this other guy that was on TV, another guy that was a producer and my daughter. We went on the ranch and it was at nighttime and we walked up and we were like on the ledge of one of the uh, hills. We looked towards the north and um, we saw this red light. It was a red light and it was going across the across the plain or the plateau of it. We didn't know if it was like a bike because it looked like a a backlight of a bike or motorcycle but when we was looking at it, it was going straight across and we we're like that is something else that has to be like 
I don't know because there's no roads in that area right there. And so it was just floating across and then it stopped um, showing itself. And we seen that going towards the, it was going towards the West. So when it did, it stopped and my look at that over there. So we all looked over to the West of the ranch and there was a white light, like a little, like a white light, looked like a, like a cigarette, a little cigarette or something. And it was coming towards this, where the red light had disappeared. And then it was gone. And we're like, would that have been a car or something? But there was no cars in that area or roads in that area where we were looking, you know? And so we're like, okay, well, that was one experience that we, we did, you know, that was crazy. And so after that happened, uh, the next day we ended up going to Dark Canyon, which is uh, like 12, maybe nine miles from the north of Roosevelt. We went up there to go and find Bigfoot, you know, go up there and do some things. And this guy, he wanted, our friend, he wanted to find out what was what was up in that dark canyon because he went to these other dark canyons and they weren't the real ones that he went to. So we had to tell him which one to go to. There's two places that is dark canyon, but we took him to the one that was above the place where it's supposed to be. We that was there. in southern Utah, right? This was in northern Utah. Okay, because I remember... Eastern, yeah, eastern, yeah, Utah. Yeah, I knew it was in the east, but... Because I know Brian Head... I thought there was a place near Brian Head called Dark Canyon. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm the, maybe I'm wrong. I, I could have swore that... Because Brian Head's, you know, it's only about three and a half hours, maybe, from Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Unless the Mandela effect has changed that. I, I don't know, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like who knows yeah. now. I mean, but I've been all over Utah, and uh, I had a good friend that was a Ute, and and y'all's name for like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the name for Bigfoot was Pocoho or Poco. How do you I say? I have no idea how they say it. Yeah, um, it was called Poco or po po Pocoho or Poco. Anyways, it means like the old hairy man. Oh, okay. Um. I never, I've never, um, heard Bigfoot in Ute. I just, my dad just used to call him big guy. <laughs> the big guy that lives in the trees and the mountains, you know? So, <laughs> well, you know, what's funny. I mean, people think that, you know, there's all this, like, you know, each, each, each native, uh, uh, American tribe has their own this and that, you know, and it's funny how, outsiders don't they really don't understand reservation life like i can't understand it i'm my cousin lived with the shoshone for a long time so he has like a better understanding of it and Hick even went to jail up there you know yeah. on the reservation and he was with a shoshone girl but like whenever you're immersed in that culture you know it's like another life it's a whole nother and my friend who was uh mute uh, and he introduced me to his grandfather, and he said his name was Gray Dove, and they had this whole little ceremony, you know, and I was there, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, you know. So he comes up, and he starts, like, rubbing my hand and and going and chanting, you know, in this weird kind of chant, you know, in this circular motion of my hand, and he's all like, oh, my gosh, oh, oh, my gosh. And I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, what, what? He goes, your hands are very rough. You need lotion. You need to put some... <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, he's like, he goes, he goes, and then he goes, right now they're a little bit dirty. You might want to get some Perel or something. I was like, I was thinking he's going to give me some profound, you know, like wisdom he's going to bestow upon me. And and then he just went back to, to chanting and dancing. And, and I was like, wow. And so I asked my friend, John, I was like, what is this? He goes, well, we're just, we're just hanging out, dude. We're just drinking. It's, you know, it's, not, it's no big ceremony. And I was thinking we were there for some kind of big, you know, but it was just a you're just hanging out, you know, just having a good time. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah. But everybody thinks there's some big. Uh, but I just remember him talking about Bigfoot and his uh, grandfather calling it the po Pocoho huh. or, or Poco or, or so, I can't remember how it's pronounced. But anyway, that's what I thought that the Ute name was for it. But I mean, it depends. I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, they live around the reservation. Um, 
I got some friends up there near uh, uh, their uh, Mescalera, and uh, I talked to them about it. You know, and the young their, their younger generation, pff, they don't know anything about any of those stories. They're just like, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, I mean, I had I had a, a, a couple people that I met when I was staying at the end of the Mountain Gods, and uh, one of the guys worked there, and I got to know him pretty well, and he was telling me some story. He's a security guy. And, uh, and his, his nephew, like, he's like, dude, his, he goes, my nephew, he goes, he knows nothing about our culture. <laughs> like, he's oh. like, you know, and then I met him and, you know, one day I was up there, you know, and I, I was up there for a few days and we were gambling and I met his nephew who actually did security too. And he looked totally different. And like, he had long hair, you know, which a lot of native men still do wear long hair, but, and that wasn't unusual, but like after I saw him after his shift was over, he was wearing like a Megadeth shirt, and he, you know, and he was like <laughs> hanging out riding his skateboard, and I was all like, "Oh, okay, like yeah." There's a completely different, uh, it's a whole different culture, you know. And he and he knows absolutely nothing of of what the uh, what his uh, the previous generation like. They're two different people, you know. Uh-huh. And, and but it's sad though to see that because I tr- that's why I try to instill in my nephews that to pass on those, those, those stories. My great grandmother was Comanche. And I think it's important that a lot of natives uh, did not have a written language and most of them didn't. And so storytelling and re- retelling the stories and the names of places and things. And, you know, that it's very, it's very important. It's a very important aspect of, of the native culture. And, and so I'm, I'm glad that you're able to come and, and tell your, you know these these things because a lot of people don't have any clue what it's like in to, to in, in that life, you know. And uh, and one more thing I want to say, um, when you're talking about Skinwalker Ranch, now a lot of people don't know this, and I'm I'm pretty sure you're aware of this. As a Ute, the Navajo were the enemies of the Ute, right? And, and the Navajo put a curse. Like they 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 cursed the the Ute. Of course, there was back and forth. It wasn't just you know, and there there were uh, there was intertribal warfare at one time, and so the area of the Skinwalker Ranch that land was cursed by the Navajo medicine men, and it is in the path of the Skinwalker, and so the Utes tend to avoid that area, the ones that I met anyway, because it is there is a curse upon them from from yes. the the Navajo, yeah, so. So anyway, that 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 so you you were over there partying, just thinking, hey, this is you know just a good time, and not realizing that you're in enemy territory. I guess, right? <laughs> I guess you could say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so you saw what could have been uh, shadows of the of a Bigfoot, or they could have been human, like you know, you know, yeah. shadows or demons. But you don't you don't know. You have no idea, right? I have no idea what they were, no. Yeah, as like I said, this is the first time I ever said it here because it, you know, it never bothered me back in the day or anything like that. We just talked to us, you know, whatever. But I was sober after that happened. And um, we went home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was crazy. It was very crazy to see something like that running around, you know. And we just thought it was somebody out there you know, because it was just an old house, you know, and I, you know, they didn't have no bathroom, so we just talked it up to somebody out there messing around and, you know, using the bathroom or something, you know, I don't know. It was really crazy. Well, when stuff like that happens, you have to rationalize it somehow, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and so you, and you became friends with, and I'm not, I'm not going to give away his name, but I think he wrote a book too. I, th- I think yes, he did. He did, yeah, and and I know he who he is, and and so I think I've read most of it. I never got f- to finish it. I hate that. I'm like the world's. I'll I'll get halfway through a book and then I'm I can't never get to it. Um, but he he wrote a book. It was his memoirs or something like that. Yeah, per- pertaining to that. Yeah, and I and like I said, if you don't want to say his name, that's fine. Um, but he was connected to the ranch, and I, he you you said that you talked to him about Skinwalker oh, Ranch, yeah. and that he told you all of it was true. Yeah. And even the guy, the guards guy, he said it was all true. The woman that worked there said it was all true. All the stuff that did happen on there, it did. And, you know, all the stuff that happened at the ranch, some, some, some just died down. It just died down. 
And so, um, but there is still ongoing little bits and pieces of things happening there. You know, there's things that look in people's um, windows and as exact, you know, for one person that told me she, uh, her, his, her friend was in his room and he lives above the Skinwalker Ranch. And he said that his felt, he felt like somebody was watching him or something was watching him through his window. So he went over there and he went and, you know, pulled his blinds and he said something was standing there. And now his house, his window is far from the ground. It's not like your usual, it's like way up. He said this thing was must have been probably seven or eight feet tall because it was gray and it had like almond eyes. And I don't remember the nose, but he said it was gray and it was just looking at him. And then he threw down the blinds and went in the living room and told his mom, I guess. And uh, he said that was the only thing that he he saw. He said he saw, but when he went out there to go look for prints, he said it was just no prints because the the ground that's it's on it's hard, you know. So he didn't see any prints or anything like that on that. So that was one of the things that they said. Now, um, getting back to Dark Canyon, as we were going up there. We and um, was walking along this old log road. We went probably a half a mile, and it was just me, my daughter, and this guy. And we were walking around. We went around this corner, and there was this one little corner space there that you could just. It had a little campfire there. You could build a tent there if you wanted to. And we passed it, and we were like. Um, talking, laughing around, banging on the tree, you know, and uh, sitting there yelling Bigfoot things and everything like that, you know, just ordinary things that, you know, you want to hear Bigfoot yelling around and everything. But anyway, as we were going, we said we better turn back because it was getting dark. So we decided to go back. And as we was going back, I saw this light just flash. And I was like, what the heck is that, you know? So I didn't say anything to the guy and my daughter. We just kept on walking and I seen it again. And I was like, what is that? So I didn't say anything. So as we passed that part, we were walking and we could feel something watching us. And my daughter's like, I feel something watching us. And I'm like, I don't know. But before we went in there, you know, we didn't feel eerie or nothing. It was just a regular day. But as we were leaving, we started going faster, me and my daughter. And then when this guy turned around to look back of us, he said, did you see that? And I go, what? And he goes, it looked like a, a camera flash. And I said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew I seen something, you know? So he was like, let's go over here. And we, my daughter's like, no, you know, because because he's the guy that kind of goes out there and looks for. Anyways, we went over there and we were looking and we didn't see anything. So we're like, okay, let's go back to the trucks. And as we were going, we were like talking, you know, getting our mind, you know, deflecting our mind to something nice, positive, you know. And we could feel something just watching us walking towards the trucks. So as we got to the back of the trucks, we were talking about stuff and he brings up demons and talks about those. And my daughter's like, let's not talk about those, you know? And we're like, okay, well, we better get going. So we got in the truck as we were entering our truck and he was entering his Jeep, we smelled this really awful stench. I mean, it was like dead animal mixed in with freaking trash that's been out for days or something it just came out of nowhere just the wind just carried it and 
the guy, he's like, did you smell that? And I go, yes, I did. And my daughter was like, what is that smell? And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but we better go, you know. And so we got in our truck, we went down and there's these three old uh, cabins that was the forestry service cabins, but they're abandoned. So we pulled into there and we were just sitting there and we were talking with him. We were both in the truck and he got out of his Jeep and he was sitting there talking to us and we could hear knocking sounds coming from the cabin. And he was like, did you hear that? And I go, yes. He goes, let's go over there. And we're like, no, you know, so I, you know, not brave, you know. And so he's like, did you, and it did it again. It just knocked really loud. And it was on a log, it was a log cabin or, uh, yeah, it was made out of wood. So it was knocking and we're like, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden there comes this car just coming, rearing up through this, um, that was coming up from the main, on the main road, the main dirt road. We were like 100 yards from this main dirt road. But as it was going by, someone stopped really fast and they can't see us from there because it's dark, really dark. And they can't see us and it stopped and it just made this really like, like a, a holler. He hollered like, you know, that you would hear natives holler and stuff. and it was like a warrior call and we're like, oh heck, you know, and when it stopped, the, you know how the dust will just go right in front of your vehicle when you stop and it does that, it never did that. And I'm like, I noticed that. And I was like, oh, we better get out of here. So we all get back in our vehicles. We back up and he goes and he goes flying down to the main road, flying onto the main road. Now this main road is very rocky, but we started hauling butt down that road. So I was looking back, this tail light, it just vanishes. And we're like, I told my daughter the tail light it's gone it's not there so I don't know if they turned it off or what it was weird so we went down and that was the end of the night and of that but um I don't know what that smell was but it was pretty rank and it was really really weird and my daughter said it saw it smelled like dog is what she said like a dog like a wet dog so I was like, I don't know, you know, what, what, what it, it just smelled really awful, you know. And so in that same area, one time, me and my husband, it was in Uinta Canyon, which is a below dark canyon. We went up there to go camping. And it was our um, end of September and the beginning of October in that area. And we were just in a tent camp, you know, we went up there, there was just a camp hostess, but he was gone and there was nobody else up there. So we were like sitting there, we stayed up there for three days. The first night it was dark. We heard coyotes yipping, doing their thing. We had a hoot owl that was by our camp. He was hooting away. And we were like, okay, we went bedded down and everything, nothing, you know, nothing happened that night. The second night, we were like, okay, we don't hear the hoot owl. Everything gone quiet. And we said, let's just go to bed. And we went to bed and there was uh, no coyote shipping. And it was about two o'clock, three o'clock. And I decided I need to go and go and go outside and do things. And, my husband was snoring away and everything like that. And all of a sudden, just this god awful scream. It was huge. It just resonated into your body. That's how bad it was. It was loud. And we knew then that was a Bigfoot. It was huge. And he was close. And we're like, my husband gets up out of a dead sleep and just grabs for the gun. And I'm just sitting there like wide awake, you know, because it was just crazy.
And that was the next day he said it was a donkey, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> there was donkeys in that area. And I was like, that didn't sound like no donkey to me, you know. So um, so we we went that way and uh, it was really crazy. And we went home after that. You know, we stayed another night, and hopefully we were won't hear it again. But we never did. So um, after that, uh, my daughter had told me one time she was coming home from another town below Skinwalker Ranch, and as she was driving, she was going fifty miles an hour, and there was this thing that was running across she said she saw it coming out of the this dip along the road and it come up and it was running across the road but it looked like you know how strobe lights she said is strobe lights kind of make you have that little um the movements when you have a strobe light on it has some movements oh, like that right. yeah it, it makes the motion look kind of choppy instead of just fluid yeah, yes. She said there was a it was a small man running across that road with just like that. It was just going choppy across the road. And it went down into another ravine and she was like, I'm gonna go home. And she went and just kept going because she's like yeah, people state they see things that run around down there. Um, there's little people that used to live in this um, old uh, Bala Hollow Resort, and it was a hotel. And they it, it was abandoned, and so they decided just to tear it down because it was an eyesore, you know. And so they said when the construction workers were there, they saw these little people running out of these uh, buildings. And they were running towards the reservation town down in that area. And they were looking back at it. They were looking back at them and they would give them really mean look, <laughs> you know. And it was like, maybe because you guys went and tore down their house, you know. <laughs> yeah. They'd be mean looking at you, but they said they're mean people. And my dad always used to tell me, when you see smoke coming from the ground or you go by a cedar bush or or cedar tree or something like that, leave something there, like tobacco or a piece of clothing. Oh, because or you're in their territory. Yeah. Why cedar? Um, cedar trees, it's I don't know. He just always told me never ever camp by cedar trees. Because that's where the little people stay. Yeah. And I was like, um, Okay, so we never ever did uh, camp by cedar trees or anything like that. So it was uh, different on that part. I was like, okay, we won't do that. You know, it was just something that old people told us not to do. Okay, so what are we going to do, Anthony? Well, if I see little people on our property out out there where there's a bunch of cedar trees on i don't know i guess i'll try to stomp on them squish them oh my god <laughs> well the alternative is that they come in our house and they're, they're running around in our ac ducts and stuff. now i you know she just said to give them something yeah to give them something well i'm bigger and stronger along. than them they should give me something what if, what if they give you like a spear in the back while you're you know making a sandwich or something well then i'll give them a boot to their tiny little face oh my god you're so violent oh my gosh how could you do that to him <laughs> i'm bigger and stronger i guess because i guess because he's thinking they, of like satanic smurfs or something yeah satanic i don't I, smurf yeah i don't trust those those little sneaky things whatever they are the wind there <laughs> Mind your business and I'll mind mine. And in Spanish, we call them duende, and they're not a good thing either. You don't mess with them. Nature is merciless. Oh, no. Yeah. And we have cedar trees all over our property. We got to we gotta get rid of them. Well, I, well mm. if you see little holes of smoke coming through, then you never know. I'm pouring gasoline <laughs> down those holes. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, they wow. never did nothing to you. <laughs> they're just living they're, their lives. And they're never going to. I will make sure of that. Well, you know, they say one cedar tree, a full grown cedar tree, takes 30 gallons of water a day. They oh suck, my gosh. They suck the land dry. Yeah, it turns everything to rock. Yeah, they're greedy little, greedy, ugly trees. And, and, and they, they, they turn and then they destroy all the other vegetation around them. So they're oh. they're 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 a uh, invasive species here in Texas. So we get rid of them. We burn them out. Oh my gosh! But what yeah, if the little people are? Well, we, yeah, I mean, what if the little people are actually using? Are they're the ones taking the water? They just use the little cedar trees as their their con like uh, like an aqueduct, you know, to, to redirect the water to them. All the I more reason to burn them and squish them and whatever. Oh my god! <laughs> Wage war on those little people. Yeah. Okay. You guys are crazy. Well, they use magic on you. <laughs> yeah. Not going to work I... on me because I'm protected. I'm washing the blood of Jesus Christ. There Not you if you're go. stomping and killing that. them for no reason. It's no. called divine punishment. Righteous fury. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to have righteous fury if you mess with them for no reason. You got to leave them some. Just say, give them some tobacco. There you go. Just give them tobacco and then they'll leave you alone. I'll spit some dip out in that. Something. I'll spit some dip in their little hole. War. Yeah, instead of waging a war, no, 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 no. one one of our uh, our nephews though, he'll give them some other kind of something, and then they'll get they'll oh get all God. high, and then they'll start attacking us. They come knocking on the door asking for more. <laughs> I oh, gave yeah. them some of the vape juice, dude. Then they probably want to come and get snacks too, along mm. with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after he's over there we'll giving them the the Delta THC we'll, or whatever it is, we'll give them the little uh, Keebler elves snacks. <laughs> I always thought that in, the, when I think of these little Duende, I always think of that little trilogy of horror movie uh, where that thing was chasing that woman around with the little spear. Oh, yeah, the those. little African doll. Oh, the cat's yeah. eye. No, not cat's eye. Cat's eye is, is a weird little creature, too. He's he's the little monito. He got thrown into the fan and got <laughs> he got killed. Or whatever. But I mean, you know, there. that's what he gets, man. He shouldn't be messing with now there was this uh, this little doll. If you're, it's an old movie. If you look up trilogy of horror, oh, the one that has the crazy hair, yeah, yeah, and yeah. a wide mouth. Uh huh. Yes, and he runs around uh, chasing that lady. I mean, granted, the lady was pretty annoying. She seemed like she needed to be chased around, but, but Karen. <laughs> she, seemed like, she seemed like she was. She'd made some too many complaints or something, but yeah. So anyway, so you so you had a pretty colorful. You know, you were hanging out with. Uh, this individual who knows a lot about the Skinwalker Ranch, and uh, y'all spent time together. Yes, we're really good friends. Really good friends. And and I, can you divulge any of the stories he's told you? Okay, one story to share with you is that one time he said that he was on the ranch, and he was just you know messing around and everything. You know, just doing its thing. And um, he said in front of him popped up this wolf. Whoa, it like like a, just a, a wolf? Yeah, it was a wolf that popped in front of him. And he said he couldn't believe it because it was gray. And it was looking at him. And then all of a sudden he said he just was gone in a cloud of smoke. And it was a big cloud of smoke. And he said that was the only experience that he had there. He must have different experiences, but that was the experience that he had seen. See, and, I, I, that's so weird. I don't know what that is because, like, okay, there's a place out here called Devil's Backbone. And the Devil's Backbone is kind of like a, a stretch of road that's almost like Skinwalker Ranch, but it's like a, a larger area. Uh-huh. And and the, the Devil's Backbone stretches between, like, three different towns and – it's weird because there was a sh- it, it was on unsolved mysteries and on unsolved mysteries the the kid that was uh, possessed he ended up he 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 he, be- he said that he was uh, he himself I think was part native uh, descended but he saw a vision of a wolf and he said that it leapt into him and uh, and I I did a little investigating on that particular story and 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 from what I've was able to uncover from locals and people that were in that area that you know that that have had heard the story 
what they told us was that the, the that the guy had said that he was it, it like literally leapt into his body and oh. it was a wolf and 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 then he gained all this knowledge of all these different historical events that had taken place and he knew everything about that place after after that happened but oh, he wow. doesn't remember after he went into a trance like state he doesn't remember uh, anything he did or said while he was in that trance-like state. And now they, they touch on that on the Unsolved Mysteries episode. And, of course, it was Burt Wall that wrote the books about that. And then, But it, that's interesting because, you know, Skinwalker Ranch, you're talking about your friend having the, the wolf. He sees the wolf. Yeah. Now, do you remember when the, when the folks moved in? The first family, I don't know that that, that actually came out and talked about it. Uh, they bought the, uh, the the book "Hunt for the Skinwalker" by George Knapp. Yeah, um, the Shermans. Yeah, the, the, the yeah the Shermans. So they so they had all these these because I read that book and I remember they had all these things happening and one and the very first incident that took place was a supernaturally large wolf. Yes. That just showed up and it. Didn't, wasn't aggressive. It didn't do anything uh, untoward, and then all of a sudden, um, it decided to attack a calf. And yeah. then they shot it um, multiple times, if I remember correctly, and nothing happened. Like pieces of flesh flew off of it, but it didn't hurt it. It didn't kill it. It didn't didn't lay it down. Didn't do anything. Yeah, and because it, they yeah they said that he that the wolf came up to the guy, the man who owned it. And they were petting it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he saw the calf moving. That's when he went over and latched on. That's when they started shooting him. Yeah. And at first it was like, um, I can't remember if I, if I read it like that, like if it was petting him, cause I've heard that story. I've heard it told that way or, or yeah. if it just came up real close to them and was friendly. But I think you're right. I think they were like petting it or something. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it just kind of veered away from them and went after one of the calves and just attacked it. Now, when they started shooting it, it didn't do anything. No. Nor was there any blood. No. And, and that is, if you stop and you think about it, folks, okay, it, it, that is how evil also gets into, you know, it, it's, it shows up, it's benign at first, and it's all like, hey, I'm cool, you know, let's all be friends, you no. Know? And then it turns and boom, it bites the, it, it victimizes something or someone, you know, and then yeah. that's how it always happens. That's how evil gets into, and then, and, you know, and then if the good people don't do anything and try to stop it, well, then the evil just continues to devour. That's, that does sound like a classic, uh, demonic move right there, mm. you know, you know, mm. and then of course that's the, the, the whole theme, you know, is, is this, that he saw a wolf. The guy out of Devil's Backbone, same thing. He sees this wolf. The next thing you know, he's he's being um, taken over by some sort of spirit. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it just it makes you wonder what's going on with that and why that particular animal. Yeah. You know, why does it choose that form? I have no idea, but he did see that. He said he just freaked out. He didn't know what to do. He just seen it appear out of nowhere and then poof it was a cloud of dust and smoke and black gray smoke I don't know but it kind of freaked him out and he he wanted to know more because he you know he's that type person that he's like I want to see more yeah <laughs> you know and so was he out by yeah. himself when that happened or do you have people with him or I think he I'm not sure if he had somebody with him or if he had, I think he said he did have somebody with him because that person freaked out too. And, um, he's, he's a pretty good person. He's a really cool guy. You know, like, it's, like you said, he has a book that came out. He's, he's got another book that's coming out and, um, he's coming out here probably end of this month, you know, to look and stuff and yeah, to look around some more and, yeah. Well, tell him tell him to uh, get in touch with me, and, oh, okay. uh, and and you know maybe he can come on and talk about some of the stuff that, that he's got going on the investigations. He doesn't have to divulge everything, but uh, you know he can he can uh, tell the listeners about what's going on out there. Oh yeah, because he's that would be very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, 
Yep, he is very a very interesting person. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah. and you are too. So you let, let's get back to you. Like you, you had okay. So at this point in time, you're in your early twenties, right? The last incident. The last, yeah, yeah. I was like in not my not the one up in Dark Canyon. I was gosh, forty nine somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. But you, but, but you, the, um, you had the incident that at the, the, the Skinwalker Ranch. You were in your early twenties, right? That was when this. First... I was in my teens. Oh, you were young, real young. I was very young. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was about seventeen, sixteen, seventeen when that happened. Yeah. Okay, and so that was only like four or five years ago, right? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I, oh, that's, I'm, that's... I'm giving you a hard time. I, I know. I know that. Uh, uh, um, my age, I always tell everyone that, that I'm older than I am. I'm always like, I'm 35. Oh, yeah, you don't look a day over 30. I'm like, I know. Oh, <laughs> I see. I know what you're getting at. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, 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 uh, I, I use skin. Cr- my, my wife's got all this, uh, stuff that, that, and there's all kinds of it. And it's all in the bat in the bathtub bathroom. So I just start putting it on my face. And I started looking younger, but I can't even tell you oh. what it is or why it is or what it does. And when she said, what are you using? I said, I don't know that soap, that bar. She goes, I don't use that. And I was like, well, I'm using it and it seems to be working. You know? And she's huh. like, well, I don't use that one. It's not oh. expensive enough. <laughs> Turns out it's some kind of bathroom cleaner. <laughs> it's a bathroom cleaner. It's liquid plumber. Oh, you know? oh no wonder it's eating away the bags under my eyes. I was wondering why that, uh, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you see me, like my eyes are falling out the bottom, bottom there, you know. No, it's, it's some kind of uh, soap, but she doesn't like the way that the bar, like it's kind of comes apart, you know. But us men, we'll just keep using it until it crumbles into dust. So, yeah, I just keep oh, using it. Oh, that's the truth. Yeah, that's right. And I'll, and I'll have the five-in-one of the bathwash. Uh, it, it'll it, – it only – not only is it a toothpaste and, and a mouthwash, but it also <laughs> – cleans your hair it's also a gel for your hair if you don't put water in it and it's also a body wash and a hand sanitizer and a hand sanitizer oh there you go i got Safety it at the men's first. the men's uh, bath and body works the wish bath and body works it's called it'll it'll do <laughs> it'll work uh, it'll work <laughs> so so what we got going on okay so so let's back up for a minute you went to this to, to dark canyon and i swear there's there's two of those but you went yes. to the one, yeah. You went to the one the, in the north. Yeah, that's the main one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And now there's a lot of dark canyons in Utah. I, I was given a story, a, a really pretty scary Bigfoot story up in northern uh, Utah, um, the northeast, and these people were walking down this spiraling canyon, and this thing was basically following them. And they could see it as they'd look up, and they would see them, and then they just kept – they had to keep walking to try to get away from it. And it was like a really big, broad-shouldered, uh, big Bigfoot-looking creature. But they said it had really skinny legs, and I was like, wow, that's weird. It was like a bodybuilder uh-huh. that skipped leg day. <laughs> so that's a weird thing. They told me that story, you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell that one one day. I was gonna do one just just about just mis misshapen Bigfoot, you know. Some of you got these different stories of these weird Bigfoot, you know, like this one that this guy described as a huge underbite, to where it looked like the top of its mouth was deformed or something. I was like, that's weird. But uh, oh, I guess it is. takes all kinds. So you you had an incident, a dogman incident. I wouldn't, I don't know, we didn't know if it was a dogman, but everyone said it was a werewolf. Um, I don't know what, when it happened. And like I say, you know, they have, people have different views of what in this incident when it happened. They had cops. Uh, well, let me start from here. My sister lived on top of this hill and she had her kid the kids and my do- my son was down in there in you know down and spending the night with her and everything playing with the kids and stuff and then her boyfriend was a cop in this uh he was a tribal cop came up told my 
Sister, you get the kids into the house. Don't let them come out because there's something coming this way. And so he, she let all the people, you know, all the kids go in the house and everything. And they decided to open the window in the living room. And um, she was like, no, 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 we need to go downstairs. So they went downstairs and they were all huddled in this uh, bedroom that she had. And they could hear the cops coming and they hear the um, the sirens. Playing. So I guess they headed right back up into the living room and they were looking out the window and they said they could see all these patrol cars, just sirens going. And there was, uh, the the trash can was being put you know doing its thing dogs are barking and everything like that and on the scanner one of my family was telling me that they were chasing a werewolf and it was going really fast one of the guys that was chasing it said it was leaping from house to house when there was houses that were closed, it was leaping house to house. And then it started running down by the river bottom and they were still chasing it. And some guy had shot it, but it didn't do anything. It didn't flinch or nothing like that. It just kept on going. And this other place is like from uh, another town over, it's a small little town. And it was like, oh geez, about, five miles, maybe six miles away from where they saw it, it ran down there and it got there like in 10 minutes, 15 minutes flat. And they, it was gone after that, but yeah, it was, it caused a lot of, lot of commotion. And there was also another story of a woman that was cut, she was on this road and she was coming around the uh, bend. She stopped and that's when she said this dog man or werewolf thing was, she said it was a giant dog. It looked at her, came over and slammed his paw on, or his hand on her uh, hood. And then it just walked off like it disturbed him walking, you know? And it just slammed her hand, or his hand on the hood. She turned around, went to the police station and the police there said, we don't wanna hear it. We're not gonna investigate it, leave it alone. So she decided to go to hire people and they said the same thing to her. Don't bother with any of that. Don't say nothing to nobody. But obviously she did, you know. And so anyways, and a couple of years go by and then we hear another story from one of the uh, people that we know's grandmother. It was during deer season and our culture is that when you hunt for the first time, you give the elder your first kill of the deer. And so she, we, this the person gave the elder, and it was a grandmother, the first deer that she had shot. So she was uh, skinning it, deboning it, you know, doing it, you know, cutting it up and everything like that. So she decided to throw one of the bones, couple of bones to the dogs that were outside. Now there's a fenced in area and there's a lawn, there's a sidewalk. And she said that, when it was going down the uh, site, so it was evening because it was still lit a little bit to where she can see the dogs outside just, you know, gnawing on their bones and stuff. But when she sat there, she saw something out there just like, you know, chewing at a really weird way. So she went over there and she had a screen door and she was like, like in you know an old native lady was like hi you get away from the you know the stupid dog get away from my dog's bone you know give it back or something like that and this thing looked up at her and she couldn't believe her eyes and this thing come walking towards her and it just 
put his hands up on the screen door and looked at her. And she sat there and just started praying. And then it just kind of looked at her and it just, she looked down. She didn't want to look at it. And it just walked away and went out the fence. She said it was a skinwalker. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so, yeah, that was a really crazy story, you know, and they, um, have a lot of things down there running around a few months ago there was something running around uh getting into their trash getting you know letting the dogs bark all crazy they heard a cry from the river and now when they said they hear a cry from the river river everybody says it's a water baby and my aunt a long time ago uh, was telling us a story about that. She said she went up to this uh, lake and they had to figure out how much water is supposed to come out of the lake for irrigation for the farmers down below. So they went up there, they were assessing the lake or the pond area and everything. And there's these tall weeds and cattails all the way around it and everything. So she went over to the edge of the water. She, she looked down and she saw something coming up, like, you know, swimming up towards her, but it was facing her. And she's like, what the heck is that? So she called them other people over, the, the guys come over and look at this thing. So when they were looking in there, they saw this uh, face in the water. It had little arms and it was like, you know, waving, like, you know, treading it, like treading. And um, the bottoms she couldn't see because of the grass, but she said this thing looked like a bulldog. The face was squished in. It had a little bit of hair on its head, and it looked like, um, gosh, the, the skin, it was slimy. It was weird. Then she saw others, like little ones coming up from the back of it, and they were all, like, facing these people that were looking into the water. At it. And that's one of the guys said, let's go. We will not deal with that right now let's go we'll deal with this thing later and they said it was water babies now water babies a long time ago my mother told me that this one lady went down to the river bottom and um she had a little baby and when the little baby would cry um she would tell her shush 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 you know and so they were doing a laundry down there by the river bank and um, she said that the lady uh, got up to go and put the laundry into a basket. And when she went back, the baby was gone. And they said that the water baby had gotten it. Water babies in Nevada at Pyramid Lake, you could hear them out in the Lake Powell. You could, they can hear them crying. And they said, when you hear something like that crying by water, do not go there. That's crazy. So, because I mean, like in the, in in the in the Mexican culture, we have La Llorona, which is like, um, but it's like a woman who drowned her children. Yeah. And that's all the time we have for this week, folks. Join us next week for the second of this two-part episode for more strange and bizarre encounters with cryptids, creatures, and all kind of supernatural and paranormal phenomena from Utah and the Skinwalker Ranch. But until next week, from all of us here at the PRT family, good night.